I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but I, I think that there's more danger in overcomplicating things. I really think there's a lot more danger that people, people fail to take action because they think, you know, it must be something hyper complex that I'd have to spend years to get good at. No, you really don't, you know, it's like yeah. about one year of focused effort, you should be doing extremely well, really. About one year of focused effort, you do extremely well. You'd be in, you know, you'd have to go find a new peer group because you'd be doing way better than anybody that you currently know. Mm. So you'd, you'd, have, you'd have different type of problems now, you know. So uh, don't don't overcomplicate it. And what I talked to him about finance is the same type of thing. Is like, you know, on, on one hand, it's uh, extremely complex. You know, you think about. You think about finance, all the things that you need. You know, you have to have a base understanding of math to begin with, and you better learn about statistics because if you don't know statistics, then you can't, you don't understand the probability of anything happening or not. So you, you can't, you can't quantify a probability if you don't understand statistics. So you got to understand statistics, and um, you know, you don't need calculus, but calculus helps sometimes to to understand, you know, rate of change or velocity of things that are happening, etc. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, then there's, you know, you're going to have to learn about efficient markets hypothesis so you can make fun of it later when you realize that all the money that you're going to make is contrary to efficient markets hypothesis. And, uh, you know, then you're going to learn about uh, Black-Scholes model and your pricing so you can learn that uh, Black-Scholes model is also mostly a joke and that it there's misquantifies risk grossly. Pretend, he talks about historic risk that in a way that doesn't, uh, can't possibly mimic the reality of what's going to happen in the future because there are different events during different times and so on and so on, so, et cetera, et cetera. So you're going to have to learn all these little models and whatnot, and half of them, then you'll, the money that you'll make are going to be doing things that are contrary to the academic models. Yeah, but. You'd have to get back to, you know, to really, in my opinion, to be good at investing. You know, first, you have to know how all the pieces fit together. You do need to understand that, the, the general understanding of you know, how does the market function? How does an exchange function? What is uh, you know, basic, 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 basic things, you know, market cap and price earnings ratios and you know, basic, basic, basic things, or earnings per share. Um, and then you know, start thinking about you know, balance sheet, reading financial statements of yeah, what is a balance sheet? What is the income statement? Statement of cash flows, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Be able to read the financial statements. If you can't read the financial statements, you're, you're in trouble. So there's a lot of things you need to know about, but after you know those things, which only takes a few years, really, to, to really, really, really internalize all that stuff, you can learn a lot in a very short period of time. You know, I mean, a lot of guys could take this fucking 10-week program with me and, and make hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, literally. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just, uh, at the end, you need to understand some basic math. You need to understand how the markets function pretty well. You've been through this course, haven't you? Or are you doing it right now? I did Moneyberg Mentoring, and I'm doing the mastery in, I think it's July. Okay. Um, well, it's the same type of things we covered in the cognitive biases that we covered in there. So you take that fin those finance models, and you take the things that you learned in there about managerial decision making and, you know, how not to make do stupid human shit, and pretty soon there's a lot of money. You know, pretty soon there's a lot of money. And if you can make a hundred grand, 
the dumbest among us could go find 100 grand for fuck's sake, you know, in not that long, in not that long of a period of time. If you could make 100 grand, you could figure out how to triple that and triple it again and triple it again, and pretty soon you're retired. Pretty soon you're, you know, you don't, you wouldn't have time to work for money because you're making too much money from your investments. And you're a really young guy yet. You got a lot of time to do that. You have that runway of a lot, a lot of time to, you get two or three more recessions than I got left in me, you know. So uh, don't overcomplicate it. And in a business sense, does that seem, after having that experience, like does that seem far-fetched or crazy in a business sense, the things that we're talking about? Or a lot of those, the, 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 the most valuable things in your life are gonna be those psychology components. Understanding basic math and discerning probabilities and you know, basic ability to read financial statements and, you know, in a way that you're confident that you know what they mean. You know? And um, the, the biggest money after you understand those fundamentals of finance or accounting or economics, the biggest money is going to be the psychology things. It's going to be you know, the, the, the entrepreneurial thinking that being able to have two dichotomous thoughts in your head at the same time and be smart enough to understand, well, in one context, we apply concept A. In a different context, we apply concept B. And people don't like that. They don't want to have those two dichotomous thoughts and have to think, which one do we apply in which situation? They just wish that you could tell them a fucking some, some mystical, magical, you know, one, a one-line incantation that will lead to undue success overnight. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, I mean, you're spot on with that as well, of course. It's probably a lot of where it was coming from, too. Um, I do wish it was that easy, but thank God it's not, because otherwise we'd all be that way. You know, if you can go past those periods, you just touched on it yourself. I'm just paraphrasing what you just said, and you just hit the most important concept there. It's like, I don't, I'm not mad. First of all, it's just reality. You're going to deal with struggle after struggle, and later you're going to die, okay? All right, that's just reality. You could be mad at reality, but you're going to have a lot worse outcomes than if you're generally accepting of reality. But beyond that, it's really a great, it's really a great advantage to you know, someone like myself or a young man like yourself. It's a tremendous advantage that you can make you know, durable competitive advantages, you know, durable distinctions between yourself and the others by, willing to, by, by not only a willingness, but proactively seeking those difficult situations early in life and you know, paying your dues and those life lessons early on, you know, you're, you're gonna have a calmness and a confidence about you for the rest of your life that other people just don't have. They never earned it. And they'll blame everybody else and they'll blame you and they'll tell you that you got lucky. You, know, you did things they never would have done, but they'll just tell you you got lucky. You did things they could never comprehend even doing, but you just got lucky. So they'll belittle your accomplishments, they'll, they'll talk shit about you, they'll, uh, but they'll do nothing, you know? And you, know, and you know what you'll think about that? You won't think about them at all because you won't have time because you've got better shit to do. And some idiot on the internet said, you know, what do you think about your critic that said blah, blah, blah? I, said, I, I don't think about them at all. They're banned. Doing this. <laughs> Doing this. So, I mean, that, that's just it. You know, it's, it's really your biggest gift is, you know, if you have the... If you have the, the, the psychological you know, wherewithal that you do, you know, somebody that's your age, thinking the way that you are, or you, or a lot of you younger guys here, it's like, uh, just be willing to suck it up and do tough things that your generation is not doing. 
your generation or they're doing everything they can to avoid doing anything difficult. They think any, any little bit of inconvenience in their life that would be perfectly normal and natural for every generation that came before them, today that's called oppression somehow. <laughs> You're born in the land of the greatest opportunities that ever existed in human history. And, and they want to tell you that you're oppressed for some reason, you know? It's, just, it's unimaginably dumb, but here you are. So, you know, in the long term, you got to be concerned about the, the solvency of that culture. You know, can that culture exist, you know, for the duration of your lifetime or, or the duration of your lifetime plus, you know, your offspring that you might care about? The ones you don't care about, don't worry about. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, in the short term, you know, you, you have the, tremendous ability to draw distinctions between who you are versus the others. And women won't remain insane. By 25, they start getting pretty sane and, and thinking like, do I want one of these fucking clown dick grievance boys? Or would I like to have a man who's you know, accomplished this and this and this and this, and he's calm and he's grounded, he knows who he is, he knows what he wants, he won't put up with any of my bullshit. I know if I don't treat him right, he, don't have, he can't make time for me. He's got, his time is too valuable, I gotta do something else instead. You know? And you're gonna have a lot of opportunity, more than you can imagine right now. And that, that might sound more than you imagine, more than you could currently imagine. You can make more money than you currently think you can. You have a lot more sexual opportunity than you currently even think you can. And it's going to be, in some ways, it's going to be easier for your generation to stand out from the others because there's a lot of people that don't want to do shit. Yeah. They think that like smoking weed and playing a video game is like a, like a perfectly good lifestyle choice, like a perfectly reasonable thing to do, and somebody else should pay for that. <laughs> so, you know, the, the people that are eager to stand out and eager to, you know, your success in life will be directly proportional to the, uh, the size of the obstacles you're able to overcome. That's a paraphrase from Brian Tracy. I'll give him credit for it. Yeah. But your success in life will be directly proportional to the size of the obstacles you're able to overcome. Mm -hmm. And when you think about that, then you, you know, there should be a, an, an exuberance, an excitement, where you wake up and say, oh, time for more winning. Right. Yeah, I mean, time for more winning. There's any other way, because then it is someone else's choice. And then your life is just hell at the, at the mercy of some tyrant. True. Fact. Fact. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, uh, thank you. Because, you know, what I was hoping was you'd be like, well, step one, I say hi, and then step two, you know, there's something along those lines. And then, you know, I think it ties back to the self-esteem talk we were having earlier, where, you know, part of self-esteem is the knowingness that you're capable for life. Uh, what Nathaniel Brandon says in, in the book that you prescribed to us. And that was another big part of it for me. So that's probably the biggest thing I'll take from that is you can't, you can't be looking for those answers, right? Like you're teaching the fundamentals because you're teaching us how to think properly. And which so which is banned from school today. Right, right, yeah. So <laughs> that, that's, that's exciting for me because now, now I'm gonna go out tonight and be like, you know, I'm not looking for uh, X, Y, Z. I'm just, like, I, I'm capable of solving problems. It's just gonna come up tonight, I'll be okay. If you don't have new problems coming up, you're not trying hard enough. Your success in life will be directly proportional to the size of the obstacles you're able to overcome. Now, that don't mean go, go look for random problems that you could avoid. You know, go find, you know, be strategically pick your problems, you know? Strategically pick those obstacles that, 
you know, you'll be well rewarded for overcoming certain obstacles. And you'll waste your life just overcoming random obstacles. So you know, one, one must be wise enough or focused enough to set a goal and have a strategy to attain that goal that minimizes energy and time wasted on you know, unnecessary troubles. It maximizes the amount of you know, time and focus spent on um, overcoming problems and obstacles that'll pay you a high reward. So you, know, you have to be smart enough to, to pick those things. And guess what? At your age, you don't know what the fuck you want to do in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. and, and anybody else that says they do is, is either lying or dumb. Because I don't know what I want to do in 20 years. I'm fucking old. And I don't know what I want to do 20 years from now. But I do know that whatever the fuck I want to do in 20 years, I'll be better prepared to do it you know, if, I'm, if I have better socials, uh, had a, a better social circle. If I had high quality smart people around me, is that gonna make my life better or worse? You know, if I, if, I if I continue to educate myself and learn new things every day, learn more about history, learn more about science, learn more about uh, anything pragmatic that might create a better outcome, is my life gonna be better or worse? You know, if I created better financial resources, is my life gonna be better or worse? So I don't know what the fuck I wanna do 10, 20, 30 years, but I know no matter what I wanna do in the future, I'm gonna be more capable of doing it if I spend my present focused on it, more financial resources, more, more high quality social resources, more high quality intellectual resources, and you know, pretty much any, you know, take care of your health, I guess, I gotta add that in there. You know, anything else would be wasted time. I would, I would argue to you that you know, the, the key to everything else that you want in life is, is a function of your intellectual resources and, and social resources. If you, let me say it this way. If you had a, a, a high-level functioning brain, whatever quality of brain you got, if you spent your time filling it with quality information, pragmatically useful information, and then you associated with other people that um, were in the habit of doing the same thing, would you have a hard time finding a few dollars somewhere? No. Would you have a hard time finding a date? No. So I, I would say even more important than the accumulation of wealth, I'd say that the wealth is a, a natural byproduct of the accumulation of, of, of you know, knowledge and pragmatic knowledge and hanging out with a peer group of people that also has that appreciation of pragmatic knowledge. And you know, you, the natural thing a few nerds like that do together is talk about the general structures of winning. It's like, oh, I think there's some winning to be had over here. And your buddy's like, well, I was doing some winning this way. And if we combine that, your suggested way of winning with the, the winning I've already been achieving, there could be even more winning, synergistic winning. Then you have another tidbit to offer. And then you go win some more. <laughs> and if you hang out with a bunch of losers, you don't have any of that. You just got a bunch of bums. A bunch of bums moping around blaming somebody else for you know, the sad that they didn't get the outcomes that they didn't earn. So you know, if you did that, you're gonna, you know, there's gonna be a pretty girl somewhere that's gonna be happy to be a part of that. You know, you guys, there's gonna be, uh, you're gonna go find some money, you know? So, now, I guess, I guess one caveat is, again, we have to think about that pragmatism. Of like, you know, if you want, we gotta focus on learning things that are gonna lead to real outcomes, you know? Because there's a couple of groups out there. I remember being in philosophy class, you know, if I took two extra classes, I would've had a second bachelor's degree in philosophy. And I remember sitting around with these people. Some of them are very high IQ people. They're smart, 
they'll read for 14 hours in a day. They'll, for, they'll, they'll forego hygiene to read for an extra half an hour, you know? That's what the philosophy room smells like if you, in the advanced philosophy classes in a university, you can smell that their, their dedication to reading has outweighed their dedication to good hygiene. So uh, unfortunately true. So, um, you know, but, you, but then you sit around and you, know, you, you think of you know, Hegel or Fichte or Schelling or somebody like that. You'd sit around in a classroom and you'd argue about, you know, uh, 1800s philosophy where, you know, what, what is the meaning of the word I, you know, for the meaning of being from the, you know, the being's perspective of meaning or some bullshit, you know, Kierkegaardian, you know, language not. And it, at some moment, you gotta, you gotta sh look around and be like, you know, my professor's got a lot of wisdom and knowledge in his head, and the poor bastard makes 60 grand a year with his doctorate degree. And you gotta look around at your classmates, and you say, well, there, there's a lot of smart people here, but I don't think they're applying it in the, you know, the most pragmatic way as possible. And then you better wander over to the business building and learn a little bit about finance and a little bit about accounting. So you can take some of those you know, structures of thought and apply them into a context that's gonna be, you know, provide you with a, a more comfortable lifestyle or whatever sort of financial abundance you might like to have. You know? Much. I, I want a lot. I grew up poor, I want a lot. There'll never be enough. There'll never be a, a number that was too big. I, this, this is an absurd, crazy thought, but it's a sincere thought that I've had recently that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about you know, uh, financial winning, I'm so excited about you know, stacking, stacking the gains, compounding the gains, that I recently had to talk to myself about um, you know, future health things from a perspective of like, uh, you know, oh, I don't wanna focus on this or that, I just wanna fucking, you know, I have such momentum doing certain things, I just wanna do that. And I'm like, well, you know, the cost-benefit analysis Turns out that you it'd be wise of you to, you know, have better dietary habits, etc. That you're—it's the last pussy thing in my life. Everything else, I've been very—I've been a good disciplinarian about, you know. It'd be wise of me to do that, if for no other reason, that I could live years longer and it'd give me more time to compound the gains. <laughs> and when I start talking to myself that way, then I'm like, all right, you can do it. So yeah. change your—don't <laughs> eat for two hours before bed. <laughs> Don't eat for two hours before bed. Start there. Then you can live longer and a compound the gains. Hmm? A couple more years on the Coke stock. Coke stock? Yeah, to let it compound. Uh, yeah. War, you thinking about Warren, Charlie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they love their Coca-Cola. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an absurd thought, but it's a sincere thought that, you know, humans are full of crazy thoughts and uh, you're never going to outgrow that. No matter how old you are, you're still going to have insane thoughts that you have to, yeah, just like we talked about there. You're going to have a lot of insane thoughts that you have to sort through and laugh at yourself. And then, then you think to yourself, you have this terrible awakening where um, you think to yourself that you know, all the effort that you made to be better educated and better positioned and do things that others weren't willing to do, and you're, you, know, you still have these crazy thoughts in your head. And then you got to look at the others outside there and be like, holy fuck, that you re recognize the hopelessness of many of those people because they wouldn't change that habit early in life like you're doing right now. They wouldn't take the time to go explore those better paths early in life. 
and then they're my age and older and they still haven't done anything. And they're not going to start then. They're not going to start then. So, you know, you, so when I say to you, you know, you, you, you're currently unaware of just how much wealth that you could create to the extent that you focus on that, that, that will in fact happen, it's, uh, it's, it's much more than you think. It's, it's so much that at some point it's, you're a bit aloof about it that uh, it's like, oh yeah, that, you know. So I got a nice car. Yeah, well, you know, you're not thinking about your nice car. You're just like, I'm going to get in the car and go to the store and get the thing. So it's, it's not something you're dwelling on or obsessing about. But spend the time, spend the time now obsessing on some of those nuances and figuring out those best practices and just implement them for your life. And you do great. Better than you think. Better than you think. Have you guys not, in some ways, have you not got better outcomes than you thought you would have? Yeah. I, I sure did. This is, some of the things would be unimaginable, you know? Some of the, some of the differences would be, un, you know, from like my childhood environment and, you know, I did a lot better than some of my biggest dreams from, you know, say my teenage years, you know? If, it, it, as an 18-year-old or something, if somebody offered me a contract to do like, have like 20% of the fun I did, or 20% of the money, or 20% of the winning in general, you know, that would have seemed like a great deal to sign on that contract and accept about 20% of my current circumstances. It would have seemed like an unimaginable deal, you know? Today I think to myself, like, well, you did this and this and this and that, and some of the stuff seems surreal. And I'm like, well, well what else? If, you, if that's all true, then what else could you do? And it, you know, it really has given me quite a extraordinary confidence about the future that um, you know, my most negative emotions that I could ever experience in life were already behind me. I've already you know, very much come to terms with mortality. You know, I had that sorted out in my head when I was about your age. I understood I was going to die and it was important to go do things. And, and I've been in you know, very, what other people would say, are, you know, tense or, you know, I've been in, you know, near-death situations and been very calm several times, like very at peace and my brain's more logical or more, you know, calm and like, well, how do we fix this? Oh, da 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 okay. You know, and sometimes you can't fix it. Some, you know, there's one time I was on a plane and they can't get the landing gear down and they're, you circle for a couple hours until there's no more fuel and then they tell you that they, you know, they have to crash land the plane and prepare you for that. And I was very calm then. I, was, I remember being very annoyed. And that's something that's out of your control. There's nothing I can do about that one, you know? When the gangster is holding a gun at your face, you can, you can think about you have some autonomy to make some decisions. When you're on the plane, what are you, are you going to do a better job than the pilot with the fucking plane? Well, no, so you're just there. I think, I think things are going to go really great uh, for me. And for somebody your age, you have, you have bigger advantages than you think. I just say it one last time. Bigger advantages than you think. People in your generation don't want to do shit. Yeah. And for the few that do, you're going to be a tremendous success. Tremendous success if you're willing to bust your ass for 10, 15 years and do whatever you want. Whatever you want. You just laugh at your friends. La laugh at your current friends or your peers. And by the way, your friends aren't coming with you guys. By the way, your current friends, your current friends, yours, yours. By the way. They're not coming with you. That's a whole other conversation that, you know, every one of you has, no, but my one friend, he has so, in your head right now, every fucking one of you, you're like, no, but my one friend, he has so much potential. No, he doesn't. He's not going to do what you're going to do. No, he doesn't. So it might take you three more years, 10 more years to, to realize what a bum he is. So no, Derek, you're wrong about this one. My, I'm a good, loyal friend, and 
he's going to do great. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. You're going to be the only one. 